everyone. Hope everyone is doing well, and I hope everyone enjoyed the recitation from Hadith and Nur Huda. <coughs> Do you have any favorite ayahs or rukus in this surah, or is it a, was this a more difficult surah? Yeah, uh, minutes. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what? You know? Do you know the background of that ayah? No, I know the meaning. You know the meaning? The background of that ayah is when the famous story of when the Prophet was leaning on it, resting on it against a tree, and a person came to him with a sword, and uh, the Prophet woke up, and the man was in front of him with the sword. Yeah. Uh, right? And then uh, he said, Who's going to stop you from me now? And then the Prophet said, Allah, three times, and then the sword dropped, and he picked up, the Prophet picked up the sword, and he forgave him. Allah held them back. Uh, many of us say that's the background. Nur, you enjoyed that ayah because of what? Wallahu As long as you're doing your job pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will take care of you. Allah will take care of you. Barakallah guys. May Allah bless you. Inshallah, you continue to see them every day. I'm going to get you off my screen now because i got to do my thing. Assalamu alaikum So today, Alhamdulillah, the two the two brothers, Nur Huda and Idris, recited um, the recitation of Surah Al-Ma'idah. Surah Al-Ma'idah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about how to purify ourselves. And that purity is earned through physical purity and is also earned through uh, ritual purity. And the physical purity, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reflects that through the food that we consume. That in order for us to be physically pure, what we put inside of our body has to be pure. Therefore Allah speaks about the, the multiple types of foods that we're allowed to eat and that which we are not allowed to eat. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about ritual purity in the form of wudu. Where Allah explains the process of wudu and why that is something which it is a form of purifying ourselves physically. But in the beginning of this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us why and how we can complete these forms of purities. And in this surah, Allah speaks about this, how, how, how I start the surah. This is something that Allah continues throughout the theme of the surah. Where he says, Ya amanu bil The O you who believe, fulfill your covenants and your vows that you have made. Awfu bil Complete your vows and your covenants. And what does uqud actually mean? Uqud means a knot. Na'aqt means a knot. For example, na'aqt is a, 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 a union between a husband and a wife. Na'aqt is a, is a transaction between two partners or a buyer and a seller. It's aqt. You, you've knotted yourself into that transaction. Similarly, what we call our belief system is called aqidah. The reason why it's called aqidah, it's, it's a... a, a a few, a few different understandings of understanding Allah, the belief in the angels, the belief in the akhirah. All of these points are knotted together and we have to believe in them. So Allah is saying, fulfill and complete your vows. Complete your promises. And when you complete your promises, then and there you will find help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by doing so, you'll find it easy to eat halal because you're not lying to people. 
You're not bribing people. You're not cheating people. Uh, you're not looking for an easy way out for, 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 for money. Rather, you're fulfilling your vows. You're not lying. Allah speaks about the people that they used to cheat when they would scale and weigh the, the nation of Shu'ib when they would weigh and scale their goods. They would cheat people. Allah is in awful bil be truthful in your covenants. Be truthful in your in your transactions. This means be truthful to the people around you when you are dealing with them. Be loyal to your spouse. Be loyal to your children. Whatever haq that they have upon you, make sure you give it to them. And lastly, be loyal to your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by doing so, you need to have ritual purity. And that's why Allah says, that make sure we're in the state of wudu. That brings a completion of our relationship with Allah because with wudu we're able to pray our salat. And now we move forward in the surah and Allah gives an example of a nation that made a similar vow in a covenant like us but they broke their vow and what was the outcome of them breaking their vow? Well Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ اذْكُرُونَ يَعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَمِيثَاقَهُ الَّذِي وَاثَقَكُمْ بِهِ when Musa said to his people, Bani Israel, that remember the blessings of Allah, there are six times in the Quran where, where Allah starts an ayah with saying, qala Musa And all six times bring you know numerous lessons and morals. But we'll just stick to this one because it's in the surah. Where he says to his nation, remember the blessings of Allah upon you. Which blessings? That he made within you prophets and kings. Which is a rare combination. Where Ibn Ashur he lists seven blessings that Bani Israel were given that is being referenced to in this ayah. And this is the covenant that they made with Allah. So Allah helped them in these seven ways. So when we make a covenant with Allah, Allah also helps us until we break that covenant. So number one, he says, Allah split the sea for them. Number two, Allah destroyed their enemy, Fir'aun. Number three, he sent them food from the skies and the heavens. Number four, he took up water for them, sweet water from them from rocks. When Musa السلام, hit his staff on the rock, there were 12 springs that came from there. Number five, when they were traveling in the desert of Misr, Allah covered them with the shade of the clouds. Number six, there is no nation that had the combination of kingmanship and prophethood like Bani Israel, where they had the likes of Yusuf being a prophet and a king, where Musa salam, Dawood salam, Suleiman salam. And number seven, at that time, Bani Israel was full of scholars and, and people that were learned. So Allah refers to them as people who were Ahbabullah in a sense. They were the beloveds of Allah because there was scholarship within them. And they referred to themselves as Ahbabullah. Right? They thought that Allah loves them and they love Allah. So Allah is saying, now go ahead and fulfill your covenant and enter into Baytul Maqdis. Go enter Baytul Maqdis where Ya'qub was originally from. You have you've been you've you've left Misr, right? You 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 had to flee from Misr because you were being persecuted. Now you're coming to a new land in Baytul Maqdis, which was your old land. Enter into it. And they said, Inna fiha qawman that there are people in this land that are very strong and tall and and and, lar and large in their build, so we can't go in there. 
We will not enter into there until they leave from there. So there are two, two individuals within this group. And they said, Two people, one was Yusha ibn Nun who became a prophet, and the other was Khalid, who was also amongst the 12 people the Nuqaba of Musa السلام, the close disciples in the council of Musa, like the Hawariyun of Isa, like the Sahabas of the Prophet السلام, these were the Naqiba, they were the close councils of, the, of Musa السلام. two of them said let's go enter, as soon as we enter as soon as you enter Allah will make you successful, but they did not do so, and Allah disgraced them for 40 years they were just going in circles in the same land until that entire generation had passed away and the next generation came and Allah gave them victory with the hands of in the hands of Yusha ibn Nun alayhi salam this is what happens when we don't fulfill that covenant what happens when we do fulfill that covenant that can be found in the journey in the battle of Badr where the sahaba the ansar like Sa'ad ibn Mu'ad and Asad ibn Zurara radiyallahu anhuma they said to the prophet sallam that we will not say what the people of Musa said to Musa, that you go fight and we'll wait over here. Rather, we will go with you and Allah will make us victorious. Dear brothers and sisters, we have to make sure that in this month of Ramadan and beyond, what, which, whatever types of promises that we have made with our families, with our friends, with, with our country, whatever it may be, not lying in the way we, we do things, not lying in the way that we deal with people, Fulfill those covenants. By fulfilling those covenants, what happens is that Allah's help comes. And then deenakum happens. That our deen actually feels fulfilling to us because we're fulfilling our covenant and we're doing our job with Allah and the makhluk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that happens through making sure that our risk is halal and that our ibadah is being done through a pure manner, through wudu and whatever other pure whatever other form of purity that we can bring into our physical life, we should do it. And, and by doing this, we're fulfilling our vow with Allah and Allah's help will come. Not like with the people of Musa, alayhi salatu wasalam, with Bani Israel. They broke their vow. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala disgraced them in this world. May Allah protect us from that disgrace and humiliation. Rather give us the ability of fulfilling all of our vows and knots that we have made with people and with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jazakallahu khair. Uh, we will have a more detailed explanation of this in the evening at 9.30 with Mufti Rahman and Sheikh Abdullah in the daily Quran reflections. So please try to make sure you join that as well. I have limited time, um, so I can't go on for too long. But for everyone that joined, may Allah bless you. And hopefully we'll see you tonight and we'll see you at 6 p.m. in a Ramadan immersion program. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.